Alrighty folks, let's cover something a little different. So when you were a kid, you were sent to school. You had to go to school. You had to. Mommy said so, daddy said so, grandma said so, caregiver said so, state says so, federal, government, city, local. So when you go to school, you have to, right? You get it done. Now as an adult learner, you really don't like being forced, right? Because you're not required to do it, right? So your job's like, we want you to do it our way. You're not really required to. So, do you find that you learn better when you're giving more autonomy to do what you want with some loose parameters? Do you find that, no, Tony's wrong. I shouldn't have to learn the way you tell me to? Here's what I've learned, folks. Let me tell you. I manage a team of adults, the youngest one being 19, the oldest one being, I'm thinking he's like 45 or 50. He graduated high school when I was like, he graduated college like his second degree when I was like 15 or 20. I'm going to look at it. It's like 15 to 18. I'm thinking 18 though. Takes orders well. Runs with the ball. Tries to get things done. Good employee. Very diligent with his numbers. Listens. Doesn't always like direction when I have to redirect him. But the problem there might be more the way I redirect him. So here's what I realized. In my team meeting last week, we discussed parameters and why I don't want to be last. So my basic spiel is no one wants to be second, right? No one goes to the Olympics for silver. You ever seen the Olympics? The guy in third, he's pretty happy. He got a medal, yo. He came in third out of like 10 or 20 dudes and girls, blah, blah, blah. The guy with the gold is the obvious winner. The guy in silver, he might be small and half the time they're not. Maybe a little smirk, but they're not happy. You know why? Because you saw it. You were right behind that guy. Bro just pulled past you. She barely beat you through. And it's heartbreaking. So like I was saying, the guy that comes in third is happy. The winner is always happy. Second place, it's a chasm. Will Smith did an interview on Hot 97 years ago. Maybe like... I think in 2005-ish. I remember I was telling these young kids when I volunteered at this uh, church vacation Bible study for a week or two about it. And so I said, no, second place is the first loser. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah. So Will Smith, the said, I remember Will Smith said, the difference between second and third is nothing. The guy who's 10th can be second tomorrow. The difference between first and second is a chasm. It's like the Grand Canyon of difference. So I was explaining that to my agents in a meeting, the ones who were there. Because not everyone was here today, and not everyone had the schedule. A couple people called out sick. I got some majors haven't finished class yet because, you know, we have extensive training for you. Hit the floor I work. And I was making it clear last week, actually. Let me go backwards. I get right. That we can't be last. But I refuse to be last. I showed them my numbers. So when I did, then I told me the team captain, who did it need to be? They voted on their team captain. They voted on their champion for another position. They voted on the person who keeps records, and they voted on another position. They picked more or less who I wanted to be picked where, based on the numbers and my expectations for them. So based on when I gave them a voice, I still got what I was hoping to get. So fast forward to today, we crunched a lot of numbers. Again, the same group plus one this time. So out of my, I think I have about 10 people, 12 people, three more in class. One leaves early, never here. The other one's always off Wednesdays because of scheduling issues. The other one has a vacation, so you get the point. Today, I just, I, I hard drove them, talking about the numbers. Now, the thing is, Monday and Tuesday, I learned that adult learners should be driving the message, not me. 
So last week I did it right. This week I didn't. So the self-reflection uh, shows me that I did it wrong. But I will tell you what I did right. I should have let them drive the meeting more. Usually I start with an opening of, okay, guys, we're going to do this. But one of the guys had a break, so I didn't want to do that. So we started looking at some simple stuff. We always start the numbers or voicing their complaints. Today we didn't voice complaints because it came up anyway. I knew it was a, I steered the conversation a little bit, so I did kind of good. What I think I did right today was that I showed them my numbers for the nine months I was taking calls on the phone at my job. So they got to see that while well, I did it when I was working 55 hours a week or two jobs or something, three jobs with a six-month-old. I mean, in Florida, I showed them exactly what I did and why I hold them so accountable. Then we have a metric that I never, ever harp on, but I never push for. Now, this metric is one that I was always like an 88 for, 95, never 100, hardly in the 90s. I was pushing too hard for member satisfaction. You know what that happened? It made the member have a bad experience. So when I showed them my numbers, they were like, wow, that's why you do it. That's why you're always like, whoa, think about it first. That's why you're telling us to do this first. I'm like, yes. I said, I was an 88. I said, you guys know I'm great at what I do, right? I said, but this is why I got it wrong. That's when I was pushing you all to be right. So what I got right was I showed them evidence. I showed them numbers. I showed them where I sucked at. I admitted what I sucked at and how long it took for me. I even showed them people whose numbers, who I showed them everyone who was there for the nine months I was on the phones. I showed them who was gone, who was here. You know, I did that. I saw them, you know, some of these people were fired, some people weren't, some people left, some people got promoted. I showed them who got promoted, I showed them who got fired. They didn't really tell them who got fired. They knew who'd been fired in the last couple months that they'd been on my team. So that was, you know, they got the point. But I showed them a few things. One, that it can be done because I know I, cause I did it. Two, that if you want a job here, it's fine. If you want to coast and do your job good, it's fine. If you want to grow, you can do that too. I showed them the people I'd help get promoted, whether they were on my team or the people I worked with that I also helped grow because we were doing the same position and I, you know, we traded notes and got each other ready for interviews. So I showed them I had their back no matter what. It was also apparently very clear that if I have to fire you, you will be fired. And what I really shine, I think, is I always tell them that their numbers are my numbers. I always make sure they understand that I'm there for them. So this all boils down to is you have to know your people and know how they learn and know how they think. But the average adult does not want to hear you talk at them. They want to hear you listen. Yeah, I said that right. Hear you listen. I know it sounds stupid. But what I mean is, yeah, I said it's stupid on purpose. You'd hear me and be like, what the heck is he talking about? They need to know you're listening. They need to understand you. Took a soup call, summed up what the lady wanted. At the end, I said, okay, man, I'm going to call you back tomorrow. And just we're on the same page. I'm going to do this, this, that, and the other to get with this, this, that, in person. Try to get this, this, that result. And whether I get the result or not, or whether I get an answer or not, you will hear from me. Is that what we're agreeing to? Does that sound good for you? She's like, thank you. Been on the phone an hour and a half. No one's even done what you've done. I didn't do anything to offer to get something done, hopefully. Now, it involved me sending out emails and escalations, which I did. But there's no guarantee that she's going to get what she wants. But she had my guarantee to call her. Now, why is that important to this? Because I always tell my agency everything else out of the box. I always tell my member experience first. I always tell them the member has to feel like they can trust depend on us. So I had no supervisor tonight, so the manager, I was taking all the soup calls. Took one that wasn't my agent, because of course I was the only one here. But I try to make sure everyone who works the night shift with me gets personal time with me so they know who I am. You know, like we don't go in a room or nothing like that. But I try to make sure I answer their questions, explain things, you know, my tips and tricks. I was doing a case and she's like, wait, you skipped a step. I was like, no, I didn't. I document after I create the case. She's like, why? I said, because this is faster. I get the steps done while she's talking. The agent was like, whoa. And my two agents, they got to hear my verbiage. 
hear my tone, my inflection, my empathy. So rather than teach them, hey, you need to do X, Y, Z. I took their soup call, showed them how I would do what I would do. Made sure I asked questions to show that I was listening to what they'd already told me. So you have so-and-so on the phone. They want so-and-so, right? Okay, I just want to make sure. And did you do this already? Yeah, I did that. Oh, great. Thank you. That's perfect. So positive affirmation listening will take you further in running your team than anything else. Next thing, I don't have a team. It's still going to apply to you folks. You want to know why? Because you can be a team of one when you start to do these things. You can be a team in a relationship with just you one other person how to do these things. So folks in the self-learning, get your team right. All right, so let's wrap this up now for you. So you have to be adaptable as a leader. Right? Adult learning is very different than kids. My son is, uh, you know, constant, what do you call it? It's uh, action, reaction. It's, you know, what he does and what the result is. You went to the potty three times, you got a car. You brush your teeth, you get candy. Yeah, no, it sounds stupid, but you get the point. Right? If he hits his mother, he gets spanked by his father. Right? Does that make sense? It, it's, you know, the result of everything he does. The action and the result. Adults have to learn it for themselves. They need to feel like they learned it for the way they need to learn it. They need to learn how they learn it. They need to do it the way they want to do it. Now, that doesn't mean they have the free reign to be an idiot. Not at all. When I'm hearing my cat purring, I'm sorry. He's chilling while I record. So, whether your adult learner is 19 or 55, they're probably going to want you to help them. you got to figure out how they need to be helped. you got to help them the way that helps them. When you coach them, you need to coach them in a manner that befits what they learn. Are they a visual learner? Are they an audible learner? Do they learn by writing it down? But you need to, you know, give them praise. You need to ask a lot of questions. The focus has to be questions. There's leading questions. There's lazy questions, directing questions. The really easy questions are the and what else. So you say, hey, um, you know, hey, Jim, I saw your numbers. They're pretty good. What do you want to work on? Now, you want to replace the why with the what. You know, like not why are your numbers bad, Jim, but uh, what's going on with your numbers? What do you want to achieve? Uh, you know, Tony, it's, uh, I want to be a 5'5", five, five, I'm a 3'5", but you know, I'm having trouble with the wife at home, I'm not sleeping. Now, he told you that. So then you say, okay, what can I do to help you? Well, maybe I could listen to, you know, Bill, because Bill gets, you know, everything done. I know he's going through divorce. Good, let me see if I can facilitate that for you. I'm glad I have feedback for you. He didn't say, really, it's that simple? Of course, I'm here to direct you. He's like, okay. You ask another question, another question. If you're not sure, you want to get another answer, or they're kind of dancing around the subject... You can ask the all question, A-W-E, A-K-A, and what else? That's going to force them. So they say, okay, um, I want to make more money. Okay, cool. What else? Uh, I, I want to be number two on the team. That's freaking awesome. I'm glad you do because I know you can do it, Bob. What else? What else? Yeah, what else, Bob? I mean, it's, you're, you're a smart guy. What else is there in your head? Talk to me. Uh, I, I want to get my book done. You do? Yeah, that's great. You know, I wrote a book. I could probably talk to you about that. Now, what you want to do is stuff like that, but what you want to do is tie into their prior experience. So, Bob, I heard you were in the Army 20 years. Thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Best time of my life. My dad's in the Army. My father's in the Army. We go back to the Civil War, blah, blah, blah. Oh, your family's epic. I appreciate your service. So, what's one thing you learned in the Army that shaped your life the best? Oh, I've always been on time, blah, blah, blah. You cannot be late. I like that answer because you know what? That's important. And I see you're always on time. 
What about the time you take on your calls? Are you wasting your time with the members of the companies? Or do you think you're getting that right? Now, I probably phrased the question wrong. But you see, I didn't ask, why are you taking so long on your calls, which is making you less money, which makes my numbers and the team's numbers bad, and blah, 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 blah. You see the difference there? I'm just giving you some quick ones off the top of my head, but it's all about how you respond, how you coach, and it's listening. Now, if you listen right and you ask the right questions, you're not going to have to vomit all over them with, uh, I guess it's a word vomit you say, you know, blah, 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 you do this, you do that, I said this, I said that, blah, blah, blah. And here's where you really win, because once they start doing this and they start running the meetings, they start running the coachings, you start getting better buy-in. How cool is that? Now, when the adult learner buys in, they do it because they want to, not because you tell them to. Now, when the adult learner gives the buy-in because they understand, based on their learning style, your listening, your communication, your support, you're going to get better delivery from them. Because it's not you telling them, hey, I need you to be a 5'5", five, five, because the team needs to be a 5'5", five, five, and everyone contributing makes it a 5'5". Five, five. It becomes, my name is Bob, I'm going to be a 5'5", five, five because... I like my job. I like what I do. My boss supports me. And I'm here to give my best because I want to be the best at what I do. That's a better buy-in. That's a better employee. That's a happier employee. That's a better team member. And that's probably one of your better leaders. So imagine if you take a team of 10 and make all 10 of them leaders. When things change, they start growing the team for you. They start doing stuff for you. And when you're looking for that promotion, your boss is going to know. And the other one's going to get you promoted. The other one's going to write a letter to your boss saying, best manager I've ever had, he needs to be promoted. Best leader I've ever had, best supervisor, he needs to be a manager. Those are the people who are going to get that done for you. Now, they might not literally write a letter, but their love for you, their support, their achieving of the numbers will get it done. An example, my agents handle escalated calls, and there's also offers they have to make at times. And they're all starting to offer, slowly but surely. Now, we're not yielding numbers we want, but we're getting it done. We went from two or three people offering five to ten times a day to eight or nine people offering and one or two trying to figure out how to get their offerings. They're a little nervous. And I've only been uh, trying to get this done really hardcore with them for like 10 or 12 business days. I don't work every Saturday. I work some Saturdays and I don't work Sundays ever. And they work most of them all nights. I have one part-timer who's going to quit because she got a better job money-wise, but she wanted to stay because... The way we treat them and the way I manage her. So my boss, thanks boss guy, made it happen for her. Now here's why that was important. A, she felt supported. She stayed, she's delivering for me. I took her suit call. She stayed late. We got it done for her member, right? But she's now doing the thing I've asked her to do. She's like, I don't know about sales. It's not, I feel like I'm doing sales. But now her other job has her doing sales. She realized, she's like, well, I can do it there. I'm going to make sure I do it for you. So then she got a sale. What's more of a referral, I guess you'd call it, but. She got it done. She's like, hey, I, I sent it to you. I didn't, get, I didn't get the numbers. I hope you saw it. I said, hey, I just walked in. I'm trying to get to my email. I was looking for the stuff you and Rick and, uh, you know, Bobby and Johnny and Jose and James and Jimmy and Johnny all saying fake names, by the way. And I said, I'm going to do it. Forward it to my boss's boss's boss. No, actually, no. I forwarded it to the boss of the guy who handles that part of the department, who handles the referrals we send. I said, hey, this person has that. He said, let me look for it. He said, hey, can you coach her? She did it wrong, but I made sure she got credit. So now it's an extra money, plus she has validation of what she did works. Now she believes in herself. So also in that email, the guy responded and said, hey, I see this person. If you give me his number, I'll get it done. That person wasn't mine. They were a, for, a current mentor who's a uh, senior manager above me in another department. I made sure that got done. 
not my guy, but you know what? My unit where I work just got another person who got paid to do something they were required to do. We got better buy-in now. Our numbers look better. The goal is for everyone to eat, right? You know, if you're in a, in a, in a wolf pack, everyone needs to eat. If it's you and your best friend, you both need to eat. It should never be just you eating. You know, you need to share. You need to climb the mountain, get to the top, you know, conquer your Everest, bring others up with you, and make sure they all get a piece of the crown. Does that sound mean girl-like? And when you see mean girl, she breaks a crown up, which, like, broke everyone's heart, but you get the point. In Pumping Iron, I was talking about, you know, the, the wolf at the top doesn't have his food, is there. The other guy's like, oh, you're not as hungry. I might not be as hungry if I get to the top, folks. But if I keep pulling people up to the top with me by giving them the skills to pull themselves up, I'll always have work. And I'll always get better. And they'll always get better. And they'll duplicate. So, in closing, be aware of how your adult learners learn. That applies to your sales too. If you're trying to sell someone who's 20, it's a different market, whether it's the same product or not, than someone who's 30. It's a different market than someone who's 40. It's a different market than someone who's 50. There are people under my level of employment as far as, you know, managers, supervisors, who are in their 70s. There's people who are in their teens. There's people in college. There's people with PhD degrees. doesn't matter. you got to figure out how they want to learn, what they want to learn, what their first priority is. Because maybe their schedule here is as important to them as making extra money. Maybe the extra money is as important to them as making sure their members are happy. Identify their priorities. Identify how they want to learn. Identify what they need to get better. Have them self-identify and bring that to you by asking lots of questions and lots of listening. Rephrase and recap for them. Duplicate that. Every employee, every day, every meeting, every week, every coaching. So, thank you for your time as always, folks. Try not to be too pedantic. Just trying to teach as I learn. I might have broke this down a little weird. So, uh, this one's called the Olympics and adult learning. But remember, no one goes limbs for silver. I'm a firm believer of that. No one wants, you know, you, you'll take a silver, but... Don't you want to be Bruce Jenner and you come back and you're number one at the decathlon, you win all 10 events and you're a superstar in the Wheaties box? You know, it, it, it just, it feels right. You know, it, it's, being the best feels good. When I used to lift heavy dumbbells, I was trying to get into the, I wanted to get to 425 because a friend of mine I respected in bodybuilding got to like 420. So I was like, I got to get to at least that level. So 420, maybe 425. I wanted to get to two plates, got to the two plates now. If you know what I'm talking about, the meathead in me is like, you know, two plates on each side of the bar. So the bar is 45 pounds. Each plate is 45 pounds. So the standard, if you're supposed to be a big boy, is you're doing 225, which is two plates on each side of the bar. So four plates plus the bar, which is five times 45, which is 225. Then from there, you want to get 275, then 315, uh, you know, then 405, maybe 355. You know, it depends on the goals you set. But I got to 315 on decline incline decline flat incline never really got there i got really close like 295 as far as doing it well and doing it not just kind of like i, I tried 315 a lot never was able to really do it without help but uh i didn't care because with the dumbbells i was at like 125 in each hand for sets for reps so i was cool with it you know starting like in the say the 50s or 80s working my way up you know 50 80 100 125 so i didn't really care but I'm gonna get big into that soon i think 2020 is my year to change it the year that i turned 40 i remember redefine my physique as well so Look for podcasts on that coming up too. But thank you for listening. If I don't ever thank you all. We're at like 140 listens already, which is really cool. We're also on Apple now, so tell your friends. Manually, I see it there. You don't see it on the Anchor list yet, but I can manually go into Apple and I see myself there. And you can see all my episodes. So Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. We're all over the place. We're only going to grow. So changeinadvance.com, right? It's my website.
I'm more on this podcast right now. I'm more on a, I'm starting marketing my book, which is called Born Again. You know, by Antonio, you're gonna see a big rock-looking mountain on the cover. It's a yellow book. You can get it digitally or an audio. Check me out. All right, much love. Tony at ChangeMans.com. Gonna go get my clothes ready for tomorrow because you heard my other podcast. I get everything ready today for tomorrow, so I have more time in the morning and I'm also prepared. If it hits the fan now. Once I have it right, my belt's in the loop of the pants. Or everything I need to get out of the house fast is in the pants. My wallet, my keys, all that's in the pants. Boom. My work bag has a flashlight. I just grab that on the way out. I have extra light, tools. Have a plan, folks. Peace.